0: everybody, and welcome into to another episode of the Comic Bookies Podcast. Episode 148 is here in your ears, and I'm doing this for the first time in a very long time, but it is just me going solo bolo. So let's do this. Let's enjoy it. Uh, first off in comics, kind of a slow week for us as far as what we're getting, but plenty of books to get into, including Batman, you have Moon Knight, Fantastic Four, Red Five, brand new publisher that we have never talked about is giving us a book this week image dark horse to name a few morbius is apparently doing horrible on rotten tomatoes but is it an actual good movie we don't know yet but we will discuss uh we talked moon knight over on the disney plus side and estelle harris from seinfeld we say goodbye to her and over in the sports section ncaa tournament is over kansas are champions so i will talk about that Uh, what else the nba believe as I'm recording this episode right now the Lakers have lost to the Phoenix Suns Hardy Har Har LeBron is not even in the playoffs the MLB season starts on Thursday and we will I'll give you a little preview of the odds season long on the World Series MVP Rook of the Year Cy Young what have you and over in NASCAR we review the race in Richmond and we preview the race this weekend in Martinsville so sit back and let's enjoy it I hope you enjoyed just me this week Mike the comic bookies podcast let's start episode 148 let's do this and there you have it folks hope you enjoy the music let's get episode 148 started shall we uh like every single week this episode of the comic bookies podcast is brought to you by treasure island comics in fremont california go see alex tomorrow Wednesday, April 6th, 2022, as we have the first Wednesday of the year. He can get you your books any way you want them. Like we always say, you can pull up to the shop with your mask on, mask off. He can walk them out to your car, send them to you in the, I said 48 states last week, but hell, Mark says he can probably send them to Alaska and Hawaii just for maybe a little bit more money. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm coming on this week. Mark is not here he uh you know both him and Sean are just you know there's a little bit of moving and a little bit of just you know um life right different situations like that so it's just me this week you know i can't really <laughs> i can't get that little break of taking a sip of water or taking a sip of my coffee or whatever i'd have to actually like do that and then cut it out of the episode so uh, what's what's new? Nothing's really new with me. Uh, I hope everyone has is having a great week so far. It is Tuesday as I'm recording this and hopefully by the time you guys are listening, it's you know Wednesday, Thursday and into your guys's weekend and into my actual work week. Uh, there's lots to do. Um, I'm looking behind me in my bedroom right now There's a lot of books that I have not yet to get to I'm trying to kind of get ahead You know, uh, those couple weeks last month That the shipping delays happened And it put me like three weeks behind I'm trying my damnedest every single week But, you know, with these, uh, with these kids And just doing certain things After I read a handful of books on those certain days Man, I am freaking tired Just falling asleep, you know So, uh, let's see, what else? Nothing much, man just trying to enjoy this weekend. Trying to enjoy a really, really nice weather. Actually, um, my daughter has a game at the middle of next week, and it's like ninety-two to ninety-five out here in the valley, out here in the in California. So I hope you guys are, you know, warm if it's cold. I hope you're staying cool if it's going to be hot. But yeah, man, let's uh, let's get to it, shall we? It's not wasting any time because I don't have that much breath if I'm going to do this whole damn episode, right? Uh, Let's do it. Uh, So over in the comic books this week, we have DC gives us Batman 122, Batman Killing Time number two from Tom King, Batman Beyond Neo Year number one, a brand new story, Suicide Squad 14, Monkey Prince number three. And it must be a very, very slow week because one of the more popular titles for Marvel is Moon Knight. I actually dropped that about a month or a month and a half ago. But Moon Knight, number 10, drops Devil's Reign, number 6, X-Force, annual number 1. Fantastic Four is out, number 42, and She-Hulk, number 3. Image gives us The Scorch, number 4. Boom Studios, a brand new story, Alice Ever After, number 1. Dark Horse gives us Apache Delivery Service, number 4. We actually have some big news to announce at the end of this episode concerning Dark Horse. AWA gives us a brand new story kind of in the resistance world. It's called The Joneses, number one, and Red 5. I don't think it's a brand new publisher, you know, but I know that we've never talked about this publisher before. But I read this preview of this story, 78 miles per hour, in previews. It, one of the ones where it was kind of uh, up in the air, kind of close for me, so I ended up not getting it. But finally, 78 miles per hour, number one, comes out this week. So I'm just going to do a little quick overview of what I read over the last week. Um, I hope you guys can chime in on, you know, Instagram or on our actual page on, on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. to kind of talk to us about what you guys are reading. Um, but I finished from Boom Studios regarding the matter of Oswald's body. It was just a five-issue miniseries, kind of a little... It was kind of a reimagining of what happened between, you know... Uh, Roy and not God. What the hell? Why did I say Roy Oswald? Not not the pitcher. Definitely not the pitcher. Lee Harvey Oswald, <laughs> who uh was convicted of murdering JFK in nineteen sixty three, and then of course two days later he was shot and killed. Um so a whole different like kind of secret spy conspiracy story behind that one. It was pretty good. Uh I I must say. So definitely when it comes out in trade paperback, I would definitely uh, spend you know the 12 to 15 dollars or whatever for it if you're interested in something like that to where it's having to do with history a little bit but at the same time it's very fictional you know it's not really what happened but it kind of makes you think like hmm how much of the government was really involved in this you know so it's pretty cool pretty like it's a cool reimagining and one of those like what ifs you know uh over on the DC side the flash number 780 it was part three of this war for Earth three. So it kind of had stuff to do with the continuing story, but then it didn't. So I was kind of like, eh, I actually could have done without the the issue itself. But, you know, it was okay. Nothing more to say about that. Uh, Justice League, number 74. Um, I'm loving this arc. Like, anything with Justice League Dark um, is interesting to me, you know? Black Adam's in it, you know, and then you still have the, the OGs from the last kind of arc from Scott Snyder. Uh, You have, you know, uh, Hawkwoman and Aquaman and and everyone like that. And so this is issue 74. Issue 75 is going to be the last issue before they kind of go into, I think, the new crisis, like the Dark Crisis. So apparently, like, it's being advertised that the Justice League is going to be dead, right? So that one was pretty good. Um, Let's see. What else? Uh, Stillwater, The Escape. Kind of like a side story. I'm not sure if it's going to be – there's going to be a a number two, but this was kind of like – in, if, you, if you're if you familiar with Stillwater, the story from uh, Chip Zdarsky, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. It actually has gotten... It's actually kind of stayed on an even keel or kind of on the up and up ever since I started it. And uh, this one was like a side story. They were sitting around a campfire and they were kind of telling stories of people who either attempted to escape or actually they thought that they did. right? But in the end... No one really knows if they actually did or not, and or if the sheriff, you know, caught up to him, you know, day, hours, days, years down the line, and ended up killing him outside of Stillwater. Because if you're not familiar with the story of Stillwater, it's a town that, once you're in the city limits, you can't die, you don't age, you don't die. So it's pretty cool. Um, world's finest, Batman, Superman, world's finest number one came out finally this week. I'm, you know. It was cool because I could finally drop Justice League because I was I was looking to do that, but I, I guess this issue seventy five was it. Um, but this was pretty cool. It you know uh, Clark Kent is injected with some red kryptonite, so he's kind of fighting against you know Batman. It's just one of those stories where like you know the dynamic between Batman and Superman is, you know, it's 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 complicated. They're you know best friends pretty much, right? They work together for years and years, right? They're in the Justice League together, but sometimes certain things happen, and you know, with Batman, it's usually a trust thing. You know, he's always got a contingency plan against, especially against like aliens. You know, so it's pretty interesting to 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 read this first issue, and I'm excited to see where it you know goes. Because I actually told Alex at Treasure Island that I wanted to drop Justice League and pick up World's Finest when it came here. So now there's only like what two months worth of overlap to where I still have to get or not not two months but two I guess two weeks right cuz Justice League I think is still twice monthly even if you know even though they increased the price for a dollar that was that was that was very nice of them to do that and to say hey we're going once a month with everything we promise and then boom here you go there's a you know I think a couple stories that went back to twice monthly like Detective and Justice League I think so yeah, kind of screwed us, but hey, at least Detective is good, and I've got kind of gotten used to getting uh, Detective once a week for the last three months, right? So the last one um, of the week is Detective Comics 1057. Now this is the one in the Arkham Tower again, Penguin's in it, and now we have Scarecrow involved, and it's, it's, it's I, I really think it's cool, right? You have Nakano's wife, who's still, you know, kind of held hostage, Psycho Pirates there, and just kind of the inmates running the asylum still, right? And now Harley Quinn—they're kind of fighting back. Um, you know, you have Lady Clay faces, and you have a lot of these characters who are inside of Arkham Tower now trying to get out and you had nightwing you had batgirl you had all these characters who were undercover huntress and everything now they're inside kind of trapped and they're trying to get out and at the issue at the end of issue 1056 you had batman finally come in and save nightwing as he's fallen from the building so now you have bruce wayne who's officially back in it in 1057 and at the very very end uh there's a scuffle happening um god dang i always forget her name but um god dang it Uh, Huntress is fighting the girl who kind of like cuts and scratches and stuff like that. Don't worry it's not Cheetah. But at the very end of the issue it's crazy that What's Her Name gets a hold of Psycho Pirate's mask and that's um, Nakano's wife. So it's going to be very interesting to see someone who's supposedly good but who has like kind of mental issues to see where she takes this right? And she's just like she's trying to get a hold of her fear and everything and then she pretty much just says one thing at the very end. She has a mask on and she just says no more right? So we don't know if she's going to be like, or or what the mass does, right? If it's, you know, she gets a lust for power and she kind of turns bad, but it's kind of interesting in a, in a weird turn of events to, to, to to take that, you know, like Nakano's wife is now a huge character in the story, not just like like a sideline character. So that's pretty cool. Um, I would say I'm only getting three books this week. I'm getting Batman 122, Batman killing time 2, and the Joneses number one. I mean, nothing really special to write about, um, you know, to write home about uh, as far as Marvel. That Fantastic Four life story ended after the six-issue miniseries, the Spider-Gwen, you know, the Gwenverse one, the miniseries, that one's pretty cool. The What If Miles Morales, If when, you know, if and when he became Captain America, that one's pretty cool. But, yeah, nothing, like nothing else. I mean, over the last couple weeks, I've gotten lucky. You know, only getting like four books here, six books there, six books there. I haven't hit double digits in a long, long time. I think I might not even hit it until like May. But uh, I've been going through previews, and I've been trying my damnedest to, to keep it reasonable. You know, only grab maybe one, two, three new stories a month. But, you know, sometimes I was like, you know, DC's giving me like five books that I'm super interested in. Um, I'm excited the next stack of books that I read involve that new Rogue's Black Label story looks like Captain Cold like I said last week Captain Cold and a lot of the rogues from the Flash universe for you know his his rogues of of, of villains you know like one last heist or whatever so I'm excited to to get into that one especially if, since it's a black label one so it's more of a PG-13 to rated R book so I'm super excited about that one uh going into the news now um I'm always always I've always been a person to say you know what screw the Siskel and Ebert, give it two thumbs up or two thumbs down. Screw with, you know, Joe Schmo and, and Karen and whoever else says that this movie sucks or this movie's good. I'd like to go see it for myself to give, uh, m- like my own opinion. Right. And so apparently Morbius is getting like the lowest rotten tomato rating of any Marvel movie since like the most recent fantastic four one. Right. So I was like, what the hell really? So it, I mean, it won the box office last weekend, bringing in thirty nine point one million dollars in the United States and globally eighty four million dollars. But I don't, I mean, I'm sure it's fine, you know. Like again, I say this every time a big blockbuster movie comes out. This is now our what third summer, our, our fourth summer now, uh, doing this podcast and all these movies coming out and everyone's you know just like shitting all over it. It's like, okay, well is it really the worst thing in the world? Like, of course it's it's not, okay, fine. It's no Spider-Man, No Way Home. It's not the Batman. It's not Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame, right? Okay, fine, right? It doesn't have to be every single time for you to, it, to get a fresh score on Rotten Tomatoes. So, I mean, I guess I got that number it was like 18 or 20% or whatever on Rotten Tomatoes, and it was from like 84 different uh, like critics or like, like you know, People who who write about movies and who are probably more of a professional judge of uh, you know the quality of a movie than I am, but I still decide not to listen to them. And I'll I I will definitely probably I, I can tell you that I'm 95% sure that I will not see that in the theater. But once it comes available on you know whatever kind of service, of course I'll, I'll I'll watch it, whether it be Disney Plus or whatever the route that you know the Mans have been taking. But yeah. Um, Moon Knight was, was actually pretty good. Unfortunately, I can't give you like a, a huge review of it. Um, one, because I don't want to give anything away from Mark and Sean listening to it, but I think they both watched it. So I'm sure they, they won't mind, but it's a good introduction story to anyone who didn't, who doesn't know who Mark Spector and who the character of Moon Knight is. You know, um, I didn't know who Moon Knight was until I pretty much had that episode a couple years ago. Uh, with my cousin, Matt, my uncle, John on the podcast, when I went down to Southern California and, you know, we were talking about the, they unveiled that they're finally going to make a show of moonlight. And then before and after the episode, they're kind of giving me a, a, a rundown of who he is. You know, they kind of call him the Bruce Wayne kind of Batman character of the Marvel universe, so it was kind of like, I, even reading comic books for the last couple years before then, I still had no idea who Moon, who Moon Knight was. They didn't release any stories, you know, new stories since I had started reading in 2016. So it was kind of like, ah, I don't really know. But it's got a creepy feel to it, you know, all the Egyptian, you know, history and and everything. All he's hearing the voice inside of his head. It's it's a pretty cool show. Um, gonna be honest, I was kind of working. Um, and doing my more administrative work at home um, during the episode. So, I'm going to say that I'm going to have to re watch the first episode and then watch the second episode with my wife tomorrow and then next week. Or, when we talk to, uh, when we have our interview actually in two weeks, uh, we'll probably get into that if the gentleman who we're interviewing is interested in talking about streaming and stuff. So, So, we'll get more into that later. And uh, finally, I mean, I can't really find any other news in the comic book world, um, but I'm, I'm sure glad that people are not talking about, you know, Will Smith, Jim Carrey, and all these, you know, uh, you know, egotistical people in Hollywood, like, I'm so glad I'm, this is kind of boiled over, it kind of pisses me off at the same time, just real quick, kind of on my soapbox, like, I don't think that that anybody should be canceled, you know, like all these movies being put off because of the incident, you know, people getting kicked out of the Academy. Like, yeah, there should, there needs to be some repercussions and some punishment, but I've never been, of course, unless it's like rape or something really, really serious, right? Like if you just sent out something stupid or something 10 years ago on Twitter, I don't think that you should be fired or your career be ended because of that. But, um, I'm just glad that we're done talking about it. But, but finally, um, to kind of to end the entertainment news but Miss Estelle Harris uh, George's mom Miss Costanza from Seinfeld dead at the age of 93 um, we're kind of on a roll here like the last 3 or 4 episodes we've had to play this amazing grace of uh, violin music for someone who's died so um, I, I read an article it was funny it was like she, only, she actually only appeared in like 21 or 27 episodes throughout the whole like 9 season series but man, she gave she gave some memorable moments. My favorite quote of hers was when, um, was when George was in the hospital, and um, after the mom walked in of uh, George pleasuring himself, and uh, just her quote of like, you know. No, uh, no, I'm I'm sorry. She fainted. She was in the hospital because she fainted after she's she caught George, uh, pleasuring himself. You know, going to town on himself, and, and she just says, she says, well, well, I forgot the exact quote, but was, but she was like, like, um, you know, I walk in on my son and he, and he's treating his body like an amusement park. I just thought it was hilarious. Um, so I mean, so sh- she, you know. Unfortunately, she is, is now dead, but 93 years old, uh, a, a long successful life, a long successful career. She will be missed. Uh, miss Estelle Harris, Mrs. Costanza. Uh, we will miss you, so rest in peace. Um, but that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm rolling through this thing, so I hope that you guys are rolling with me. Uh, thank you so much for, I mean, shoot. Uh, hold on, let me just take a little sip of my, uh, of my drink real quick, one second. Mm. Mm. Thank you, thank you so much, but uh, this is the Comic Bookies podcast. Uh, as you know, episode 148. Um, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics, and we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Comic Bookies. Uh, you can email us the Comic Bookies at gmail.com. Please subscribe to our in- Instagram. Well, yes, Instagram, but YouTube and Twitch pages as well to get all of the updated uh, streams. Now I'm gonna n- not gonna lie, just. Uh, new job and babies and life taking over. We haven't been able to uh, have a lot of time to do all the shorts and uh, YouTube videos, but thank you so much for all of the current subscribers who have not unsubscribed because of that, right? So thank you so much for the continued support. Um, so let's go into the sports. So I can't say much, like you guys know, I can't say too much about the college basketball tournament because I'm not a huge college basketball fan. That's usually Mark and Sean. So unfortunately, since this is the week that they're not here, a day after now the college basketball uh, season is now over i will say that it was a pretty you know awesome game to watch and you know i was doing something with the family and uh, i was kind of in and out of the room watching it but pretty crazy to see north carolina go up 15 points at halftime and then for kansas to storm back and do what they did i was thoroughly surprised because i only watched a handful of minutes in that second half and then and then i it comes across my phone that they won, that they won by 3 and I'm like, holy crap. Right. But, but, uh, uh, I was, uh, you know, I was thinking to myself, like, if you had North Carolina plus four, you're sitting, oh my God, you, you know, you're, you're in heaven at halftime. You're up 19 points, right? Essentially. So then as they start chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, you're like, oh my God, like, I'm going to end up losing this bet. And then you still end up winning it by one point. Those are, those are the times where you want to kill yourself or you want to stop betting or you want to just end it all, right? So, congratulations to kansas i believe it's their fifth title uh congratulations to to, uh you know a little shout out to my brother because he's always been a fan ever since we were kids and we were just watching the tournament and playing some of those video games he kind of glommed on to uh kansas as his school right for college basketball so i think he had i think he had a future bet so he won a couple hundred bucks on that one so nice going there um so let's do uh nascar so NASCAR uh the race race over at Richmond for myself I was kind of down on it for most of the you know 400 laps like Kyle Larson was kind of sitting there at at 10th, 9th down to 13th. I think he started in the low 20s but he ends up grabbing a top 5 finish. Uh Denny Hamlin, he does win the race. I think Martin Truex Jr. also finishes in the top 5 so a good day for Toyota. I th- also think um i also think what's his name finished in the top five as well i think william byron uh finished in the top five so we will see just right now but going into martinsville uh virginia the paper clip let's see some stats right here um you know martinsville is a weird one you know it's a really really short track you're going to get some aggressive racing you're going to get some guys banging and you know into each other so that should be a really fun matchup um but yeah, so Richmond—it's kind of like one of the tracks that sometimes I kind of, you know, kind of fade in and out of. It's not a very exciting race. Those some of these guys get clean air, and it's kind of like, oh, and there they go, right? So we'll see about Martinsville right now. Uh, but the season's going pretty good so far. Um, we have—we don't have any uh, win, you know, two-two race winner, right? So you have, what, six or seven races in the book so far, and you have six or seven different drivers winning the race. So pretty, pretty cool. Uh, actually, the October race last year uh, in Martinsville, let's see, Kyle Larson did start from the pole. He start, he has started from the pole twice in his uh, career there. So let's see averages by, let's see this here. So we have, uh, apologies because, what's this? I can't pull up anything on time, can I? because they had everything for the uh MLB season but yeah so so currently right now so you know since so we always like to give these stats out so you know since February of 2019 a lot of these drivers have raced there uh four or six times depending on you know you know so Larson he's um He's up there with an average finish of 11.5. Someone who's to look out for is, of course, you have uh, Joe Gibbs Racing and Kyle Busch and Martin Trucks Jr. Martin Trucks Jr. having three. He has won half of those races out of the last six, winning three out of six. Uh, Keselowski, but that was with Penske, has one win. Chase Elliott's got one win, and, and Alex Bobin has that one win uh, over the last six races all time, though, you have people who have rate, like Kevin Harvick has 41 career races there with only one win. So, only a handful of current drivers have wins there at Martinsville. Danny Hamlin sitting there at five. So, there's another JGR driver you have. Uh, Keslowski's got two. Kyle Busch with two. Logano, Chase Elliott, and Harvick each having one. Churex, of course, the three. And those have been recent wins. Kurt Busch actually with two. And then, of course, Bowman with the one. So, you know, you're looking at some of these guys like William Byron and uh, Kyle Larson, uh, you know a lot of these guys who are looking for their first win at Martinsville. Uh, will we see a new, you know, a new winner? Will we see a seventh or eighth, a different winner this year? It's 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 pretty crazy so far. Like, will Christopher Bell get a win? Will Tyler Reddick get, uh, you know, hit a win there? Um, Austin Dillon, you know, Chris Busher, a lot of these guys who've been racing pretty well, will Suarez be you know, finally get his win across from his teammate there and Ross Chastain. It's gonna be a really fun race. Um but yeah, I mean what more can I say? I hope everyone enjoys the uh, first of two races at the Paperclip in Martinsville. I believe the second one is the night race, and I think that's the last, the second-to-last race. I think Martinsville kind of uh, solidifies the final four going into Phoenix. So enjoy that one. If I were to give um, a a prediction, I would probably say, let's see, I probably would put my money on maybe if, if it's a manufacturer, it'd be Ford or Toyota, um, you know, specific team. Obviously if it's Toyota, it's going to be JGR. I never want to say JGR, but it looks like just over the past couple of years, they've been pretty successful. Um, but you know what I did it last week and I'll do it again this week. Let's go for another different, uh, winner, you know, but let's go for his first, uh, Win of the year, and to round out all four of the Hendrick Motorsports cars, let's go Chase Elliott. I know I just said Ford or Toyota, and now I'm going with a guy from Chevy. But you know, I'm I'm doing this by myself, so <laughs> it's not all up there right now. But let's go Chase Elliott to round out uh, HMS and to get his win, his first win of the season at Martinsville. So finally, uh, to end the sports section, to end the podcast, uh, let's uh, preview the MLB season, shall we? So uh, I don't even think I have to look at the A's as far as what you know they're concerned. But if we're looking at maybe the Caesars Sportbook, um, the Caesars uh, Palace Sportsbook, man, for the World Series winner, you have the Los Angeles Dodgers at a plus 475. And then the very next team... Two teams are the Toronto Blue Jays and the Houston Astros at plus 1,000. So, of course, you have going into the start of the season, you have, you know, the Dodgers being, you know, the outright favorite, like, by far. You know, the Braves, plus 1,100. The Yankees, same. Uh, At a plus 1,200, Chicago White Sox. You know, the New York Mets just spend a shit ton of money on players, so they're at plus 1,400. Same with the Brewers. Uh, The Brewers are at sixteen. Uh, let's see this, our San Francisco Giants plus 2,500 out here in the Bay Area and all the way down to one, two, three, four, fifth last. If you want to put a little coin on the Oakland Athletics to win the World Series, you're going to get a plus 12,500. So good luck with that. Um, but as far as the season's concerned, I'm actually, uh, in a fantasy baseball league with Sean, like I think, so we actually did sign up for that would, you know, that Sean mentioned it a week or two ago. So pretty excited about that one. Um... Let's see. So uh, as far as the odds for the divisions, you have actually a couple teams who are at minus money right now, actually. So the you know the huge favorites for the AL Central, surprisingly, not surprisingly, but just the, the amount, uh, you know, the difference. Chicago White Sox at a minus 200. And then you have the Minnesota Twins, who are a really formidable team the last couple of years at a plus 500. Uh, you're getting plus money on every single team in the AL East. Toronto Blue Jays being up top with the Yankees, but they're at a plus 180 while the Yankees sit at plus 230. Uh, the AL West looks like it's going to be the Houston Astros, or no, or, you know, and that's it. Houston Astros are bust at minus 165. The next closest is the Angels and Mariners at a plus 400 and 450. Milwaukee Brewers are also at a minus uh, uh, 175 to win the NL Central. So the St. Louis Cardinals uh, are the next closest, and then the Cubs, Reds, and Pirates. Vegas does not see them doing diddly squat this year. Uh, The NL East, the Braves at a plus 120, so the uh, defending uh, World Series champions, are you can actually get them plus money to win the division, and then the New York Mets, with all that money they spent, like I just mentioned, at a plus 200, and the Phillies, excuse me, at a plus 350. And then finally rounding out the NL West, of course, you got it. Los Angeles Dodgers at a minus two twenty-five to win the division. So good value there if you want to take someone like the Giants or the San Diego Padres. So the Padres are sitting at plus three twenty-five and the Giants at a plus five hundred. So that's pretty much all the odds that I have for this specific sports book. I did mention that I was going to give odds out for maybe the MVP or the Rookie of the Year, or the Cy Young. We can do that next week. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a fun season. I, I look forward to taking my wife and my son and my daughter actually to an, an A's game and a Giants game. We actually have plans to go visit family out in Colorado, so we hope to go to a, a Rockies and Giants game as well. I've never been to to Coors Field, so that's gonna be pretty exciting to go there and knock off another one of those. You know, you know, you always knock it off a, a football stadium, a hockey uh, arena, basketball or baseball. So this would be another one. Another notch on the belt, right? So um, but that's pretty much it. I mean I know I know it's gonna be a short episode. That's good for some people who don't really like the hour to you know, hour and a half to two hours sometimes that we do. But you know what? If you're looking at the time right now that I've been recording, it's about thirty minutes. So if you wanna, you know, if you wanna times it by three, you know, or times it just give it, you know, two more, that's there it is. There's the hour and a half that Mark will be talking and Sean will be talking. So um hope you guys enjoyed Uh, very, very short episode 148. Um, I will pull up the email right now, just so I don't butcher the guy's name, right? But his name, who are we, we're interviewing in two weeks on the 19th. So please tune in. If you're listening to this right now, set it on your calendar. We have a live interview with a Mr. Curtis Clow. Now, when he first reached out to us, he, uh, he did a couple, you know, Kickstarters and everything so he is officially getting his book which is the Beastlands he's actually getting it you know published from Dark Horse so if you want to talk about the the big five right or you know these huge publishers right you, you know you have IDW, Dark Horse, Image, You have, you know, you know, Aftershock and, you know, a couple other ones. They're, they're kind of an up and coming, right. But solidified for years and years, Dark Horse, IDW, Image, and then of course, Marvel and DC. This is our first ever interview that we've been doing some, you know, an interview with someone at one of those five publishers. So we're super, super excited. He's down from Southern California. So we're going to be on our, you know, local time of eight o'clock. It's not going to be any earlier, but, um, He's a huge uh he, he says he's also a um an MMA guy and he's also let's see, he's an MMA guy and he's also into football. So football and MMA, two of the subjects that we the subjects that we can cover next week with Mr. Curtis Clow or Klo We're gonna have to get that uh, all straightened out by the end of next week. But thank you so much. This has been um you know episode 148. It's it's been a fun one. Um, again, like I said, bear with me. Haven't done this in a long, long time. So I hope you enjoyed. This episode, um, enjoy the NASCAR and enjoy the baseball season starting on Thursday. So by the time that you listen to this, you might be, you know, watching some games. There's a couple games on Thursday and of course, uh, hopefully everyone gets a nice beautiful weekend and we don't get those opening week, uh, postponements due to weather in the, you know, we always get those in the Midwest and the East coast, but for Sean and for Mark, This is Mike. This is the Comic Bookies Podcast. Like I always say, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Go check out Alex in the shop tomorrow, Fridays and Saturdays. Uh, But stay tuned. A great interview coming up in two weeks on the 19th. Enjoy the sports. Enjoy the comics. And enjoy each other. Peace out. Put that damn date on your calendar. Let's go.